Hello. <laughs> you messed me up. Sorry. I had to put. I didn't even mean to click that. Okay. Hello. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you should maybe. Are you gonna not stop recording? No. Gonna, oh. We're gonna keep going. Hello, true crime aficionados. I'm Taylor. And, and I'm Kara. And this is A Latte Murder, a podcast. We have no idea what we're doing. But we continue to do it. <laughs> Sit back, relax. Enjoy a cup of caffeine of your choice. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> gonna do that hi friends hello welcome back thank you for coming back (laughs) or welcome to if you haven't been before i'm taylor i'm kara uh and uh this is our podcast and hopefully this week is a lot better because we have mics Woo! look at us upgrading (laughs) in a week yes christmas christmas was my presents were mics thanks dad thanks mom (laughs) thanks dad thanks mom (laughs) Second mom and dad. Yeah. So basically, we're just going to get started (laughs) with whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, we got some uh, feedback from friends and family on stuff. Yeah. And so um, we're going to try to implement that in. Yeah, we want to be ourselves. Last week, we feel like we were so regimented, but now we need to... Now we need to uh, let our personalities come out. Yeah, and this is more of a conversation... I feel like my Wi-Fi kept cutting out last week, yeah, so it was yeah. hard to respond to each other because we didn't hear what one another was saying. So, Kara. What? I'm, I'm scared. She said uh, she has icebreakers for me, and I don't know what's going to no, happen. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say this before I said that. Oh. Happy holidays and happy new year to everyone listening. That's what I was going to say. Happy new year! <laughs> I hope you guys had a great holiday season. Hope you have a happy and safe new year if this comes out before the new year, but probably not because Kara's editing it. Yeah, I, I've never edited anything in my life, so it's it's going to be a, a subpar edit episode yeah. this week. I edited. 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 We went to college. I edited last week, and it was difficult, and I didn't want to hear my own voice for as long as I did. So, good luck, Kara. You have fun. Might be uh, about a month until this episode comes out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hopefully not. But by the time you're listening, it's out, obviously. So it doesn't really matter to you how long it lasted. Hoping future Kara can figure it out. Yeah. All right. Kara, I have a question. What was your favorite gift you got this year? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. I uh, I think my favorite gift I got this year was a weighted blanket. Oh, that's yeah. a nice one. Yeah, yeah. I like weighted blankets. Is it is it like a soft one? Because I have a weighted blanket, and I got off an auction site, which maybe was my <laughs> downfall. <laughs> but it was so scratchy, like the material. Oh no, mine is yeah. soft. Oh, where, yeah. where is it from? I don't know. My mom got it for me. Ask Thanks, mom. mom. Mom, where'd you get it? <laughs> Second mom. Second mom. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good. I don't know. That's a nice one. Yeah. I uh, heard you got a toothbrush, too. <laughs> I did. 
I got a quip. Quip, where you at? Quip toothbrush. I have a quip toothbrush, and I love it. Quip sponsor us. Quip, where you at with that sponsorship? <laughs> Second episode, come on. Yeah. We're pros now. I actually, my refill of my quib. Quip? Quib? Quip. Quib. Quip. Quip. <laughs> quip toothbrush is shipped. I got an email, so I oh, will have nice. a new toothbrush. Nice. I I'm, I'm, can't wait for my free three months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get the free head. one. Yeah. It's, it's only $5 every three months for a new toothbrush, and apparently you're supposed to change your toothbrush. Every three months. Yeah. Which I m- probably did not do. <laughs> yeah. Until I got a quip toothbrush. Yeah, because it was like, okay, you go to the dentist every six months. Yeah. I'll just change out the toothbrush yeah. when they give me one. Well, I don't even go to the dentist every six months. Oh, no. <laughs> That's disgusting. I know. That's nasty. I've never had a cavity, though. Fun fact about me. Oh. Oh. We don't share that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my husband, John. Hi, John. Have you, have you listened to this? He, Hi, John. He has a bunch. He always has cavities, and I never have cavities. So I'm hoping when I have kids that they get my teeth, because that's not fair that you don't go to the dentist every six months and you don't have cavities. I know. But I go for a regular cleaning, and you know they're like, "Oh man, when are you coming back to get this filled?" <laughs> yeah, I I am lucky. I'm every time I go to the dentist, I'm worried that it'll be the time I have a cavity. But that, not yet. Get that Novocaine in. Not yet. Not yet. But I did have issues with my teeth when I had to get braces and stuff, so. Uh, Kara never had braces. Nope. I guess I got lucky on that tree. Yeah, see, you saved, like, thousands of dollars. (laughs) Well, technically your parents did. Well, I I, I also feel like, though, after spending a bunch of money on my brother's braces, Mm -hmm. they were probably like, you're probably good. We don't want to, we don't want to spend another kid's teeth. They didn't even get you checked out. They were just like... The dentist was like, you should go to the orthodontist. And I'm like, okay, hey, mom, the dentist said I should go to the orthodontist. And she's like, nah, your teeth are good. Yeah. <laughs> I got this jankety bottom tooth, though. Oh, that yeah. just doesn't. I, I do, too. I keep hitting my microphone. <laughs> I have a janky bottom tooth, too. and But I had braces. But I also didn't wear <laughs> Braces are a myth. They don't work. Yeah. yeah. You still got janky teeth. I know. Well, so. Actually, I was just listening, too. <laughs> The Stranger Beside Me book, and we, I was at the part where they talk about Ted Bundy's teeth, like, how they caught him because he bit oh, into yeah, someone. Yeah. And if I bit into someone, someone would definitely know because I have a janky bottom, Yeah, I too. got this one that's just yeah. hanging out. That's what mine is. Mine's, like, on the inside. Like, it, it goes like this. Okay. Um. Now that we ranted about teeth. Do you have more icebreakers? Yeah, I oh, do. No. Oh, no. <laughs> what is your favorite song of the week? Do you my have a favorite, favorite song? song? Yeah. Um, my favorite song changes like every week, I feel. So that's I don't what know. I said of the week. I don't. <sighs> You've been listening to any songs? No, I've been listening to podcasts. Hmm. Well, what's your favorite podcast of the week? My favorite murder. <laughs> Yay, Yay. Karen and Georgia. We, we love you. We do. But do you have a song that you've been listening to? No. 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 Actually, I've been on the T Swift train, and I, I've never been a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah, and everyone's posting, like, about her new album, and I was like, I'll take a listen, and some of the songs are pretty good, you know, it's not typically my genre I go to, but, but yeah, but my favorite song right now is Green Mountain State by Trevor Hall. It's beautiful. I wake up to it every morning. Never heard of it. You have to listen after this, I'll make you listen to it. Okay. He's just a beautiful voice, and I, <laughs> I showed my sister... Uh, my sister is 15, and I showed her the song, and she said, sounds like he's on drugs. 
I'm like, well, maybe he is. Oh, but his voice, she would say is that beautiful. Yeah. So I'm not judging. It's a beautiful song. Anyway, do you have anything that you want? to uh, Icebreaker, you have? Um, I don't know. I guess just. Um, I guess we haven't talked about what caffeine we're drinking. Oh yeah, today yeah. I do have. The, we tell people it, yeah. to drink caffeine, and we then we don't even tell yeah. them that we're drinking caffeine. Yeah, we do have caffeine, both of us, in mugs that my mom made. Well, she put stickers on them with her cricket. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Mine says coffee makes me less murdery. Mine says shada fa cup <laughs> cup. Yeah, yeah, it's like. It's a play on yeah. words. We can post it on our Instagram if you're really interested. Um, I'm drinking a white chocolate mocha from Starbucks as a typical white female. Yes. Yes, we're both white females. <laughs> you didn't know already. Because you, you can't see time, us. Yeah. <laughs> a true crime podcast. Of course we are. Um, but my, I am drinking a caramel brulee latte because that's my favorite drink ever that Starbucks has made. And they're only around for a few months. So. Well, last time I got one, I got one a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was not good. Because I'm like, depressing. oh, Taylor gets caramel brulee lattes. I'm going to get yeah. one. And it just tasted like hot water. <sighs> so nice. someone messed up somewhere because <laughs> it was not good. Yeah, that's that And I'm sucks. upset that I paid like $5 for it. They're expensive. They're more expensive than normal drinks there. Like a, a grande is like $5.25, I'm pretty sure. Well, Duncan's better anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm I gonna, disagree. I'm gonna, I disagree. Um, Starbucks better. sponsor me. <laughs> Duncan sponsor me. <laughs> we have two different sponsors for coffee. No. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry for if we keep saying sponsor us because we said if we name any brands, we're gonna just say that and see if it happens. Probably not. No, probably it's not. Only episode two. We had 13 listeners last episode. I know, like. Thank Shout you. out. Thank you. Yeah. My cousin, Casey. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, my friend Brandy. Yes. Who's also a huge My Favorite Murder yeah. fan. <laughs> and thank you to my friend Maddie, who said she would eventually listen and posted us on her story. You're acting like this is an award ceremony. Thank you. I want to thank <laughs> all of you for listening and shout you out. You're like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my mom has just listened, I think, so but my friends keep texting me that they're excited to listen. So, so. what's the problem, guys? Why why so, haven't you listened yet? So if you're listening to it's this one, thank you for listening, and I love you. And it's about time. You. Yeah, <laughs> it's about time. One episode in. Come on. But yeah. Oh, so much reflux. Okay. <laughs> reflux. Reflex. Reflux. Reflux. Yeah, that's what it's called. Like, I thought it was acid reflex. No. Is that not right? No, oh. it's reflux. That's like why you're the gastrointestinal medical. reflux. GERD. Okay, that's why you're the... It's actually gastroesophageal. That's why you're the medical student, because I know nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's reflux. I was a nursing student. Because it's coming up. I was a nursing student for half a semester, and then I said, <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Let's do some mental health, psychology stuff. Yeah. Nurses are the true heroes. Thanks, Mom. My mom's a nurse. (laughs) They really are, though. And uh, I probably couldn't do nursing school, but I'm doing PA school instead, which I'm not saying is easier. It just was better for me. (laughs) And it's more schooling. More schooling, yeah. 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 But I stayed away from medical. Yeah. But that means I can help her, Kara, if she needs any medical help, and Kara can help me if I 
ever commit a crime. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> oh, you're not? No. I'm just kidding. What do you think I was? <laughs> I know what you do. Oh, yeah, you can profile me. <laughs> you could help with my profiling case if I was ever convicted of a real You know, profiling crime. has never actually been the main cause of solving a crime. That's a fun fact. Yeah. And what is it for? I mean, it helps, like, narrow down suspects, but it's never been, like, the main reason why somebody has been caught. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I realize, like, how much is circumstantial in Mm -hmm. cases from listening to things, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, but also good. And it's always when it's false convictions Mm -hmm. and, like, how you hear all that, and I'm like, how in the world did a jury based off that mm-hmm. convict somebody i don't understand yeah, i would be I that agree. annoying jury person being like absolutely not if we have to hang this jury we are hanging this jury yeah. because i don't agree i know it is weird to think about that and that's like how false false convictions happen false confessions oh false scare confessions scare the yeah. living crap out of me we can do like we talked about doing an episode possibly on false confessions. But yeah, it's That scary. scares me. There's a false confession in the case we're talking about today. Did you have that? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I got. I forgot. <laughs> I was like, what's our case? Yeah. I forgot. That's the case we're doing. What did we do? Oh, did we do? Oh, did we not do the same one? <laughs> yeah, there's one at least that I found. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like, yeah, people falsely confess. Did especially he, kids. Like, Did he false confess though? No. Or, no, no. no. Okay. He just false confessed. Someone else did. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, all right. Well, surprise later on. Yeah, I I don't have that other false confession thing. Yeah, I don't have the name of the person, but I don't think it's that important. It's okay. We're not professionals. We don't have to have all the information. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. And the websites aren't even probably that accurate that I'm getting my information off of. Sorry if you guys can hear my ring. Just keep hitting this glass cup. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I feel like I have a chronic stuffy nose, so... My voice is typically like this. I've had little kids say to me, like, are you sick? And I'm not. It's just my voice. But I do have a stuffy nose right now, too, which doesn't help. And, like, <laughs> when I was editing last video, Kara's like, oh, this is Kara. I know it's hard to figure out, like, whose voice is who. I'm like, no, we have such different voices. Like, yeah, maybe people get the names confused, but... And I'm worried that I'm gonna PAs ch- are going to listen and be like, that medical information you gave was so wrong. That's why we, we claim to not be professionals, just yeah, and for legal reasons. It. We are not professionals. Yeah, don't listen to anything we say. Well, you can Do like your take own it, research. Yeah, take it as like... Take it with what, a grain of salt. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Use your own research. Yeah. You guys can research. Just as much as we did. Capable and of it. We're just putting it all in one place for you. Yep. And just talking. <laughs> yep. For the heck That's of why it. we cite our sources. Yeah. We're like, this is from this. Yeah. I, Kara does it better than me, but I just say, like, basically all my... Because I get all my... I was from, a like, psychology major and a psychology major double right now. Yeah. All we do is research, dog. That's all we do is research. <laughs> yeah. I hate researching. I have to... EBSCO host, sponsor me. EBSCO <laughs> Google Scholar. <laughs> um... Yeah, I have to do a capstone project this semester. Not Ooh, I have to do one to. for my forensic ones and starting a couple, uh, a few weeks. A few weeks. They suck. They really do suck. I don't suck. know what I'm going to do. I might do false confessions. Yeah. Because, like, that is one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. That I'm just going to be like, 
that you're gonna falsely confess or like they're gonna be like oh you did this i'll be like i don't know maybe (laughs) i don't think so i was sleeping but maybe i (laughs) I don't i don't know dude that's sleepwalking is freaky too yeah or like night terrors and like walking around Ooh, night terrors that's a scary thing that we can always talk about but scary stuff no yeah i mean i never had the fear of falsely confessing to something I mean, but not they that scare I think, me that well, people false yeah, confess not that i think i would do it because mm-hmm. of like now that i know about it mm-hmm. but just the idea that it could happen mm-hmm. is scary yeah i agree yeah and like i feel bad like i know that people are you know they're not necessarily choosing to falsely confess, but, you know, they're saying yeah. what they're saying. And then they, like, get locked up and I feel bad for Or, them. like, their friends who are falsely confessing, like, when the investigators are, like, mm-hmm. give us names. So oh, they yeah. give names of their friends and they're, and, like, yeah. if you ever give my name in a false confession. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously should be the one worried because you're the one worried you're going to fall. I would, be, I would be, I would be so mad at you. <laughs> yeah. That's when I take the deal of, I will testify against you. <laughs> To get a less no, I'm just kidding. To get a lesser sentence. A lesser. <laughs> she, I saw her I, <laughs> throw the this body. This is what away. she was wearing. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I won't add your name ever. I'll no. act like I don't know you. Oh, okay. Don't worry. All right. This podcast <laughs> isn't evidence or anything. <laughs> or your yeah. wedding photos. Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> the FBI is on to us already. Um. Dang. Yeah. Me and Kara were never friends. Nope. This is all fake. She definitely was she not maid of honor at my wedding. She photoshopped me as maid of honor. Yeah. That, was, that never happened. Yeah, Kara was the maid of honor at my wedding. Mm-hmm. She did a pretty good job. I did okay. I would hire her again. <laughs> to be your maid of honor? Yeah. Nice. So we'll see who Kara picks when she gets married. Kyle, where's the ring? <laughs> he ain't listening to this. Kyle, where is the ring? He just fast forwards. Just tell him to fast forward to 20 minutes. In. He ain't gonna listen to this. Because he doesn't have Spotify, yeah. and he has a, a Samsung. Yeah. Right. No offense, Samsung yeah. people. Yeah, sorry. Please still listen to us. <laughs> sorry. Samsung, where you at? <laughs> sorry, Samsung people. No, I'm an iPhone But, you know, user. so he doesn't have Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. so he has no way of listening to this unless I force him to listen to it with me. Yeah. But I don't want to force somebody to listen to it while I'm in the same room. And, y- yeah, listening to your own voice. It's like, I don't, like, if I ever wrote a book one day. I would never be able to record the audiobook for it because I oh, don't yeah. want to read. I hate reading yeah. my writing out loud. I I would, I would rather read something, like have it in front of me and just be able to read it than like making up how, I guess, how the podcast is, but like making up from my own head because I'm not good. Like I'm not quick on my, my feet no, to think of what to That's say. That's why I'm not going to be a lawyer. Yeah. You, I can't, so I can't help you. <laughs> On the law side. I need a lawyer. <laughs> no, I actually know I'm good right now. Let me take a sip of my coffee. I'm almost done with the coffee. And that means I'm going to be shaking in about five minutes. Caffeine doesn't affect me. I Sometimes it does. Starbucks seems to. Maybe it's the sugar in it, too. it's the sugar. Yeah. Then I'm just, like, bouncing off the walls. Bouncing. Okay. So, I guess we can just talk about who we're going to talk about today. Um, I picked the murderer, murderer. I feel weird saying murder, like labeling them, but they are Mm -hmm. murder, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, but the person we're going to talk about today that happens to be a murderer. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) His name, I'm pretty sure is pronounced Andre. Is that correct? I think it's Andre Chikatilo. Chikatilo. 
Yes. And yeah. this is a Russian uh, killer, so mm-hmm. apologies in advance for saying these names completely wrong. Yeah, I tried to leave out as, like, cities. Because, and cities, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know them. And I chose this one because um, I actually had a preceptor that, like, asked me to look him up. That is the coolest homework <laughs> assignment. I know, it was a fun homework assignment. And he wanted me to look up, like, why it took so long for him to get caught. And it basically, the answer was that he's was, like, normal, like, fit in to society, mm-hmm. so no one mm-hmm. really suspected him. Mm-hmm. Which, after doing the research, I feel like he wasn't normal. <laughs> well, plus he was also part of, like, the Socialist Party. Yeah. And so. it's, yeah, it's such a different time mm-hmm. back then, which we'll talk about, but it's, like, it was just, it's crazy. Like, and he was a family man. Mm-hmm. He was married and he had, we'll get into this, yeah, but. but. Yeah, it's, like, I didn't, and also, you know, I don't know many serial killers or, like, mass murders outside of the U.S. Yeah, me Like, either. I don't follow them as much, so. I thought it would be interesting because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't know this story as much as yeah. other ones. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we do it justice and we get... Yeah. yeah. And we're always open, again, to um, any information that we leave mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and let us know um, what we miss on it. Yep. So, um, so just like last time, we'll just go into, like, we'll do childhood and then if we get into adulthood and then the actual crimes and killings, which... Were committed basically throughout his adult life. Anyway, yeah. Um. So I have like so I got this and most of my information from a website called Criminal Minds Fandom because <laughs> nice. I guess nice. he like they use a lot of his like what he did in Criminal Minds episodes. Like they use him as like a oh really yeah like as an inspiration I guess you could say for their episodes really. For a lot of them? Yeah. I've never seen Criminal Minds, so I don't know. Yeah, when I was on the website, I was like, okay, maybe they did one episode that, like, was this, like, his case. But no, it was like, oh, this episode, they took this part of the case, and then this episode. So I don't know. I'm not, I only watched some of Criminal Minds, so. I haven't seen any of it. Tell me if I'm wrong, but if they ever, you know. Yeah. If they ever use his full case in an episode, let us know. But I know a lot of people like Criminal Minds. So yeah, he was, his name's. Andre Romanovich Chikatilo. 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 He was known as the Rostov Ripper. So you had he had a bunch of names. Actually. Yeah, I've got the again. We're gonna pronounce these city names wrong. The Rostov Ripper, the Red Ripper, and the Butcher of Rostov. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty big in the Soviet Union slash Russia mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty big case going on. His murders occurred between 1978 and 1990. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not that long ago. It's It feels like, reading this case, it felt like it should have been early 1900s to me for some reason. Yeah, and it was just like last week when we talked about Richard Speck, and it was like, he was just executed, or he just not executed, but mm-hmm. he died in the 90s. Yeah. Just like how, you know, they executed Chikatilo in the 90s. Yeah. So I'm like, the 90s so, don't seem that far away. No, so recent. Yeah, and it's just like the whole... It's a different world over there at this mm-hmm. time. And, yeah. But, you know, I didn't realize how different it was from, like, American cases during this time. Mm-hmm. So, Chikatilo, Chikatilo, I'm going to say it wrong the whole time, but he was known as... I just want to, like, list these because I, like, laughed, which is not funny, I know. But there is so many, like, labels given to him. Mm-hmm. So, he was known as a vampirist. So, drinking the blood. Okay. A cannibalist. Okay. Obviously, eating. 
people, a pedophile, an ephilbophilic. <laughs> well, it's E-P-H-E-B-O-P-H-I-L-I-C. So, ephilbophilic. <laughs> um, but I didn't know what that was, so I looked it up. And it's attracted to late or post-adolescent children who have gone through puberty and have so- shown signs of adult sexual maturation. He's also necrophilic. So he had sex with corpses, hebophilic, which is early adolescent sexual preference between 11 and 14, a serial killer, a spree killer, and an enucleator, which means he mutilates the eyes of the victims. So there's like a lot of terms like for him, but it's like, they give him all like, you know, he's pedophile. He's, but he obviously liked any age person. Yeah. He, it's interesting um, because he didn't just have one specific age group mm-hmm. that he killed. Yeah. I mean, it was young, like, children mm-hmm. of both genders yeah. and young women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was no adult men that I saw, right? Mm-mm. Not that I know of. I guess maybe he just saw those as more of a threat. Uh, but yeah, I just was like... The website on Criminal Minds fandom literally listed all those, and I was like, I don't know some of these words, so... It's definitely interesting, because I knew pedophilia, but I really, I know that's pre-puberty, technically, but you just think of it as children, like, under the age of 18, I just think, but there's different terms for it. Yeah, I learned that in my class. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I don't learn learn that stuff. Um, I'm enjoying this class immensely. Yeah, we touch on it. Like, pedophilia disorder is, like, in the DSM, so... It's weird to think, you know, we just think, ugh, like, a pedophile, they're disgusting, which, yeah. Yeah, because they are. They are, but it's, like, also a disorder, which is confusing to me to think about. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, Kara, I've talked about before, but it's just, like, yeah, weird. I don't know. Okay. So, uh, do you want to, do you want to start with the background? Do you want me to start with this background or early upbringing? Go for it. Okay, so um, Chikatilo was born in the Ukrainian part of the Soviet Union um, during the Stalin regimen. So that's Russia now, correct? The USSR? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he lived where Russia is now, but it wasn't like Russia. Correct. Um, Also, I'm not good at history, so if all this is wrong (laughs) and embarrassing. I'm not good at history either. That's why I wrote out, I was like, he's in this part because... Well, I guess he was in the U- where Ukraine is now, actually. Because it says Ukrainian part. I don't know. But he's known in Russia. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's where most of the case takes place. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I, okay. Not a history. You know where, where we're talking about that area. Um, so it was... Uh, There's like a lot of bombing at this time. Kara's just laughing at me. I'm laughing at my stupidity of history. <laughs> The American, this isn't the American a education system has failed me. This isn't a history class. You're right. This is true crime. And this is the truest of crime. The, that I don't know history? Yeah, it is the truest of crime. <laughs> no, just the, the case in general. But that too. <laughs> um, all right, let me continue my Sorry. World War II I'm chat. I'm going to sip my white mocha. Okay, so um, Stalin... Was in World War Two. <laughs> Moral of the story is that we're talking about World War Two. <laughs> okay, no, actually, okay. 
So when he Chikatilo was little, it was World War II. There's a lot of bombings happening in the Soviet Union where he lived. So basically his whole town was under like bombings and the air wasn't very good and they didn't have many much food. So cannibalism was common like in that area. And apparently, I don't know if you have this, but it's either a really messed up story that his mom told him to I scare him. I do have him, this. I do have this. Or, you it know, actually it happened. actually happened. But Chikatilo's mom told him that he had a brother named Stepan. I think I have, like, Stepan, not Stefan. But he was killed and cannibalized by their neighbors. But the story is never verified. But I thought it was, you know, my mom told me some things that scare me when I was little to, like, protect me. <laughs> But that's pretty scary. Yeah. To be told. Yeah. I have that. Um, I also have, you know, that cannibalism was common because people were starving. Yeah. Um, and the reason why people were starving was during the Stalin reign, um, farmers were not paid for the crops that they produced. Oh. Um, so the government was able to control their finances and all other aspects of their lives. So they weren't allowed to buy food and they weren't allowed to keep the food that they grew. That's crazy. So that's why, yeah. So that's why a lot of people were starving. And like you said, you know, the situation became worse when the USSR entered World War II against Germany. Yeah, that's crazy, you know. I mean, it's just crazy to us because, mm-hmm. right, you know, farmers have free more free reign, I would say. I don't know much about farming. Uh, but, yeah, it's just crazy to think about yeah. that. I have that uh, 3.9 million Ukrainians died from starvation during that time. Wow. Yeah. It's sad. Which is, like, we think cannibalism, like, it's the worst. A terrible thing. Like, we think of Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what I think. I think cannibalism, but... Yeah. But they did what they had to do to survive then. So, it wasn't looked at more of, like, oh, they're murdering people and killing them. They're like, I'm trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Like, Walking Dead style. So, um, and I, I like, um, I watched a documentary. Um, this documentary is called Pure Evil. Andre Chikatilo, the Red Ripper of Ro- mm. Rostev. It's on YouTube. It was the first documentary that came up when I just searched his name on YouTube. Oh, really? I didn't even look up any um, videos, but... Yeah, I was trying to do some research while I was doing other things. That's good. But, um... Good use of time. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. But in the documentary, they were talking about how parents would kill their kids because they didn't want them to die of starvation. Oh, my gosh. Or there was one instance where I was reading, and I don't... I didn't... I don't have it listed because mm-hmm. I don't have it in my notes, but where... One mom was, like, quoted as saying, of like, she would give food to the husband and let the kids starve because she could always have more kids, mm. but she couldn't get another husband. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm like, huh, that's a little backwards. But yeah. All right. That's, yeah, it's definitely depressing to it think about. It's a good time. Um, and it sucks that anyone in the world has to go go through that, just especially because of just a war that's happening, that they're not even going to... Well, yeah, and Stalin, I mean, he's, like... Give me all your crops. You guys can't have anything, even though you grew it and you did the hard work of growing it. And, like, who did he even give that to? Like, himself and his family and maybe a few soldiers on the front lines. Who knows? And I'm sure there was – I don't know what the the terrain is like there. If it's, like, farming is big. Well, Ukraine was known as the breadbasket of the Soviet Union. Oh, so they had a lot of farms. Yeah, because of the rich and dark soil and the vast fields of wheat. So they had definitely enough to feed people. Yeah, well, it was like, a really good farming area. That's that's crazy. Like, what were they? I'm sure so much was wasted. 
like not giving it to people yeah. that and those poor families. needed it. Yeah, the families. Oh my gosh. So yeah, obviously that affected Chickatillo's life. But other than that, even though he wasn't getting much to eat, he also was living in a single room hut. That's with mm-hmm. his mother and father. And they had to all share a bed because that's that's what they had to do. They didn't have anything else. Um, so he definitely didn't have the best childhood. No. I mean, I'm sure a lot of kids that grew up during that didn't have great childhoods. But yeah, and then I have... Chikatilo was also a frequent bedwetter. And I put oof next to it because you know that's a sign early on. A bad sign. But a lot of kids with the bed. And he's going under... He's under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So you gotta cut him some slack. That's a sign, along with uh, hurting animals and setting fires. But I don't have that he did that. Is that McDonald triad? Yeah. But he didn't have the other ones that I saw, at least, that he hurt animals. So, but he actually... Oh, and I have that he was often beaten by his mother, too, for a form of punishment. So... Oh, I didn't, I didn't have that one. Yeah, so I put double oof next to that in my notes. Because bedwetting and beaten by his mother. Not a good combination no. for a kiddo. No. But, so apparently, I mean, I can go into this a little bit now just because we we talked about the bedwetting. And he wet the bed because when he was young, when he was born, he had this thing, a uh, condition called hydrocephalus, which if you look it up, it'll say water on the brain. But that actually isn't water sitting on the brain. So kids that have hydrocephalus, they're born, they have, their head isn't large. Like, you can tell that their head is big and doctors nowadays can recognize that and then treat it so and it's a pretty treatable thing um kids aren't typically dying from it but back then i'm sure even in that time they didn't have all the resources that they needed or like i don't even know what their understanding was of this condition at the time so it's not actually water on the brain it is uh cerebral spinal fluid which is what's in your spinal cord and what goes through your brain, the ventricles. That's what they, if they do like uh, puncture your spine to get, check if you have meningitis and stuff like that, that's what they're pulling out. So it's actually a buildup of cerebral spinal fluid on his brain that caused, it's like a leaky gasket. Like it's like going into an area it shouldn't be and causing his brain to inflate or his skull to inflate and putting pressure on the brain. So he had increased pressure, nothing was done about it, and eventually, obviously, he lived a life, like, he lived into his 50s, I'm pretty sure, and he didn't die from a brain problem, so um, this fluid can eventually absorb and, you know, correct itself, but having that pressure on your brain at such a young age definitely can affect your development. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just thinking about your brain is trying to grow and form neurons and it's having this like baseball pushed on it basically inside it's your skull um so that actually caused his uh problems growing up like genital urinary problems so he was wet the bed often Mm -hmm. um he also had problems with sustaining an erection which they attribute to the hydrocephalus when he was a baby but he was able to ejaculate which i don't know much about like how hydrocephalus can cause those things like i know they can cause issues but the main things that it can cause is uh like difficulties in memory and uh attention difficulties decreased vision most of those are the typical mm-hmm. things you see but it seemed to have affected the part of his brain that 
was responsible for his genital urinary system. So we'll see that. And as the case goes on, like he had sexual things that mm-hmm. like with, with the killings. Yeah. Sex and violence is very linked with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, I think, a contributing factor. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's what I had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving your medical knowledge. <laughs> Cut out half of it because it probably sounds ridiculous. No, you sounded smart. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Even if it's wrong, you said it with enough confidence where anyone's going to believe you. Enough confidence. I mean, I just Googled it. (laughs) No, actually, uh, I do need to cite my sources. That was from Merck Manual. That's the website I use for school. Nice. That's where I got my information from. Do you have anything? (laughs) So, along with kind of like his already horrific childhood of being born into a famine, being um, born with um, hydrocephalus and... And having those those genital urinary tract problems, it's also possible. Um, and I got this from the same documentary I mentioned earlier. Um, it's also possible that he saw trauma as a young child. Mm. So, in his years, his father ended up fighting in the war. Um, but while his father was fighting, his mom actually gave birth to his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what the documentary was talking about was at the time where she, where the sister would have been conceived. His father would have been fighting mm. in the war. Yeah, yeah. So it's possible that a German soldier raped his mother. Mm-hmm. And because you said that they lived in a one-bedroom hut, oh, yeah. it's possible that he witnessed his mother mm-hmm. um, getting raped. Yeah. I don't know if that's factual. Mm-hmm. It's just something that the documentary was kind of yeah. hypothesizing on. Mm-hmm. But if that is true, that's more trauma in yeah. childhood added to all of the stuff that he's already experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that also, you know, in my notes that they don't know, like, obviously what happened, but it wasn't basically possible that it was his father's kid, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, whether you're seeing your mom be with another man that she wants to be with or not, I'm sure it's traumatizing. But yeah, that's uh, interesting. I don't have anything, like, besides that, like, about his sister or anything. No. Yeah, I just know that he has a sister. Um, But yeah, that's... And I had his father was... um, After the war ended, he was in a prison camp, too. Like, he didn't... I don't know if he ever came home or... He did. He did come home? Okay. Yeah, so, like I said, his father fought in World War II. He was Mm -hmm. captured and held prisoner. Mm -hmm. um, But he was criticized by his country because Mm -hmm. he allowed himself to be captured Mm, and it was you either die a hero in the war or Mm -hmm. if you come back you're a coward gotcha gotcha. so he so it's better to die basically you're like yeah and uh was actually bullied in school because his father was considered a coward (laughs) because he got caught yeah because he quote unquote allowed himself Mm -hmm. to get caught what a messed up time yep that's crazy poor kid you know that has to one deal with your father being in a prison camp and then mm-hmm. coming back and being excited that your dad's not dead and then get bullied yeah. that your dad's back. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so obviously crazy time in the world, especially in the Soviet Union area. I found that his first relationship was at the age of 23. And he had difficulties with relationships because of his erectile issues because he was not able to sustain an erection, but he would ejaculate randomly, I guess. So mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that would scare, you know, girls off. We have different really? ages. Oh, for a girlfriend, what do you have? 
So I have um, that his only sexual experience mm-hmm. before he got married yeah, um, was when he was 15. Oh, okay. And that he overpowered a girl. Oh, interesting. And he ejaculated immediately during the struggle. And she basically laughed at him and mm. ridiculed him. And the whole town was talking about it. That's interesting. Was that on the documentary? That you was watched, on or? the documentary. And I also got that off biography.com. Okay. I did read some of the biography. I'm surprised I didn't, like, read that part. But, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense because in his killings, like, that's what happened, too. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's why he had issues with relationships going forward from that Mm -hmm. experience at Mm -hmm. 15. But, obviously, he was trying to overpower a woman at that age Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um, I have that he ruined his first relationship at 23. So maybe that's relationship, yeah. relationship, yeah. and this was just... So maybe, yeah, once they got more serious and they yeah. realized what, what his issues were, yeah, they didn't want to be with him yeah. anymore. Um, then I have, so he was always awkward and withdrawn, but he seemed to be a good student, like got decent grades, I guess, mm-hmm. for the most part, but he failed his entrance exam into Moscow State University. So he didn't go to school at that time. But then he went into the military mm-hmm. and then became a telephone engineer in 1960. Yep. So I have that. Mm. Um, he moved in with his sister in the city of, and I'm not going to say the city <laughs> name because it's long and hyphenated. Um, but starts he, with an R. It starts with an R. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so he moves in with his sister and his sister sets him up with a local girl named Fayina. Again, mm. sorry about the name pronunciation. And they ended up getting married in 1963. Mm-hmm. And yes. although that, although he was impotent and could not obtain an erection, they still ended up having two children. They had kids. I, I saw that too, and I was like, "Well, wonder what that was like, what that whole situation yeah. was like." Um, but yeah, they had two kids. Um, so that's why I was like, "Oh, up into this." Then he gets in 1971. He got a degree in Russian literature, mm-hmm. um, and got a teaching position. And then I put. So far, seems pretty normal <laughs> because, like I said in the beginning, like, this guy was brought to my attention because he supposedly was so normal for him. Like, but then you read, like, going through the research, I'm like, obviously he wasn't a normal guy. <laughs> but I guess, like, people don't know. Like, if you're in his class, you don't know he has problems. It's just your teacher, like, that you think is a normal guy. So I guess that's why. But um, once he got a job as uh, a teacher. He was accused of child molestation soon after, mm-hmm. um, but he still managed to hold on to his job for 10 years. So obviously they didn't yeah. take it to heart, whatever. Well, well, I have what happened was, so... What had happened was... What had happened was... <laughs> so in 1971, he becomes the school teacher, right? And yes. he could not discipline his students and they mocked him and they did not respect mm. him. So again, he's getting ridiculed mm-hmm. as a kid, mm-hmm. as a teenager, and now he's an adult yeah. who, you know, teachers are supposed to hold some sort of authority mm-hmm. and his students don't respect him. Mm-hmm. So I need to watch this documentary. <laughs> like all this information I missed. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Um and so they mocked him. And so he actually moved from school to school. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't keep his job at the mm-hmm. same school. So basically, the school ha- was having complaints. So they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Instead of looking <clears throat> into this, let's just get rid of him. Yeah. And then it's not our problem anymore. So he wasn't purposely moving? Or were, were is he getting, was he getting fired? He was getting removed. Okay. Yeah, yeah he was getting fired. Gotcha. Uh, I wonder what was his wife thinking? 
Like, I have nothing. I really, like, nothing on his wife besides that she provided an alibi for his first murder. But other than that, I don't have... Well, I... In the documentary, they make a comment of how she forgave him mm. for doing these things. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So, he eventually settled at a mining school in Shockity. Again. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, Sh- sorry. Shockey. Shock- <laughs> I just see it and I see Shotsky. And S H A K H T Y. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't know. I there's think too many speak. consonants together. Yeah, I don't know how to handle that. There's a ladybug on the wall. Oh, is that lucky? That's lucky, right? I don't like ladybugs, oh. but they're everywhere. So if you hear me scream, it's because there's a ladybug on me. <laughs> <laughs> they're supposed um, to be lucky, right? Yeah, I know, but one bit me one time you so. bit by a lady yeah bird. and everyone's like oh the ones that like the, the yellow ones might have been not the red ones I'm like no it was a red one well, i saw it well i think also though there are some beetles who look like ladybugs that aren't ladybugs no it was ladybug are you sure positive how do you know it told me <laughs> oh snap because, because ladybugs infest my grandma's house and that's why i'm afraid it, of them did and it bite you and now you can speak their language and it told you that it was yeah a like spider-man Lady girl. <laughs> lady ladybug. Yeah. Uh, no, but oh, I... Oh, God. See? I told you. They're freaking... It just, like... Or... It better not land No, it, it went up to the light because... I know, but I don't want it to, to bounce <laughs> off into my coffee. I have these, like, orb lights, and they really like those. But I, I vacuum them up. I vacuum the ladybugs up. So everyone says it's, like, bad luck to smush a ladybug. So I don't smush them. I vacuum them. <laughs> I vacuum them up, and then who knows what happens. (laughs) I'm just going to put my hand over my coffee. Yeah, well, it flew. I'm afraid it's going to, like, kamikaze into my coffee. (laughs) All right, now that the ladybug fiasco is done. Were you talking? (laughs) Shakti. Shots. Yeah, yeah, Shakti. Shotski. Like, when you you take shots, you know what Shotski is? It's like when you have... A line of shots, like on a bar, and you all take the, you. Like, you obviously lived on campus in undergrad, because yeah, I did not. So yeah. you went to a lot of campus parties. <laughs> I did not go away to college. Yeah. Well, that's what I think of when I think of this town. Shout out to Shot Shotsky. <laughs> I did not go away to college, obviously. Um. So you know, he settled in this town. I'm just gonna call it the town. Mm-hmm. So he settled in this Shotsky. town, and he bought a second house. That his family didn't know about. Oh, I didn't know that. When we get to the first murder, that house will be important. Mm. Yeah. So he bought this second house, which was essentially just like a shack. I also have in this documentary that during this time when he was a teacher, he was frustrated because he was impotent and he was jealous that these young people could have these sexual healthy relationships mm-hmm. and he was never able to have that. Okay. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't kill anyone. <laughs> we were just kidding. Um, yeah, so then we get into the murders. At least that's what I have. Yep. So You have killings. I have killings. murders. <laughs> the killings. Um, so in 1978 is when he moved to the Shotsky. 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 And um, like you said, he apparently had a house. But at this time, he also started having, like, he says, or at least that this is what it says. It's like when he started the pedophilic fantasies. So he started having pedophilic fantasies at this time and would spy on children from his hut, I think, by the street. I guess that's the hut you're talking about, is that house he bought, the hut. I have it, it was near a street, so he would watch kids go by. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just had, would spy on children from a hut by the street. Um, so then on December 21st of that year, 1978, uh, he abducted a nine-year-old, Yelena. Mm-hmm. People called her Lena, though. Zapotnova. And he stabbed her to death in the woods, which made him ejaculate. And uh, he intended to rape her, but couldn't because he can't achieve an erection. And do you have anything to add? Because then I have... Yeah. So it's actually believed that the murder took place in that second house. Okay. Because blood was found near the house. Mm-hmm. And her book bag was also found on the riverbank at the end of the street. So I have that from the documentary. And I and I also have that from allthatsinteresting.com. So along with that, another man, a man who had already served time in jail for rape, mm-hmm. was convicted of that murder. Yeah, so that's the one when, when we talked about false confessions. I have that he falsely confessed to it. Oh, see, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Because he was being tortured, like he was being brutally beaten and tortured until he confessed to that. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, obviously he was doing other things if he was in jail already, but Chikatilo never was even looked yeah. at really. Yeah, and this is a frequent pattern where he talks to the cops like four times, Yeah, yeah. but they let him go because he is part of the Socialist Party. Mm-hmm. He has a family, so they're not looking for somebody who appears quote-unquote normal. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for somebody Mm -hmm. like this man who already has rape convictions against him. They're looking at somebody who already does those things. Yeah. They're not looking for someone with a wife and kids. Yeah. And then this is also the one where I have that his wife said that she was with him at that time. So she provided him with an alibi. And I have that someone actually saw him, Chikatilo, walking with this girl. So we have, like, an eyewitness that mm-hmm. the last person to probably see her alive, and they still try to get, like, got this other random guy to confess to it. I think they killed him for it. Yeah, I think yeah. He, he I think ex- he got, yeah, I think he got executed. Yeah, he got executed. I don't know how, but, yeah, he got executed for, I mean, I'm sure for other things, too, but specifically for that that rape and killing. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the next, so that was just the start of Chikatilo's journey. Yeah, I also have on that, also from the documentary, that mm-hmm. him being so close to getting caught mm-hmm. freaks him out. Mm-hmm. For like two or three years, he's off, you know, the radar. He's not doing any other killings mm-hmm. because he almost got caught, yeah. essentially. I mean, it was near his house. There was blood by yeah. it. So he kind of just lays low mm-hmm. for a couple years. Which, I mean, makes sense if you're any have any rational thinking you know mm-hmm. for that case i guess um but yeah i said uh so the next 12 years obviously is when he uh does the rest of his murders 50 there's over 50 known murders mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to later what he was actually convicted for mm-hmm. um but he went after children and teenagers were the main targets but also sometimes young to middle-aged women never adult males that we saw. Mm-hmm. He would approach them at a bus station, promise money, drugs, alcohol, kit for kids, toys, and candy, and lure them to nearby forests, tie them up with rope, and kill them by stabbing them to gain sexual release. So the stabbing, strangling would cause him, you know, have a release. There's so many victims, you know, we can't list all of them. You can find lists of them on Wikipedia on the Criminal Minds uh, website I told you about mm-hmm. that they have a list and pictures of some. Um, so it is, you know, to to remember the victims, that is the way to do it. But there are a lot. Yeah. It's very sad. 
But yeah, do I don't know if you want to. Do you have like you want to talk about what he did to his victims? So let's talk about some mo's. So yes. mo stands for modus operandi. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's Latin. Yes. Uh, which is the idea that each offender commits his or her offense the same or similar way each time they commit a crime. Mm-hmm. That is from my my textbook. Mm, fancy. Profiling violent crimes by <laughs> Holmes and Holmes. <laughs> Holmes and Holmes. Holmes and Holmes. Are they married or are they? I don't know. Maybe it's H H Holmes. It's not H H. Oh, Holmes. Frick. oh snap! <laughs> so basically, he wrote a psych textbook. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, so basically, he would pick up his victims at transportation sites, mm-hmm. train stations, bus, bus stations. stations. <laughs> yeah, he would stab them, subdue them. And gag them to keep them quiet. Um, he would stuff mud into his victim's mouth. Yes, I I saw that. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's around. I guess if you're in the woods, I yeah. also saw leaves. Yeah, he would. He, yeah, he would cover the bodies with dirt and leaves. But no, but like shove them in their mouths. I think too. Oh really? Like to, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and he would occasionally mutilate their bodies with his teeth and attempt mm-hmm. um sexual intercourse before covering the bodies with leaves and dirt. Mm-hmm. Necrophilia. Um, mm-hmm. So, he would gouge out the eyes of his victims. Not all of them, but the beginning ones he did, because there is a old Russian superstition that during a murder victim's last moments, that will actually be imprinted on the eyes after death. And oh, so yeah. he believed that he had to take the eyes so his identity would be hidden. Wouldn't that be wild, though? That yeah. was a thing. Like, yeah. if it was a thing to. You can take out someone who just died eyes to see to see what, what they the saw. Last, yeah, yeah, that's that'd be crazy. Seems like it could be a sci-fi movie. That would be crazy. That's your <laughs> that's your book. That's my book. Uh, Coming to you soon. Patent pending. <laughs> Coming to bookstores near you. <laughs> patent pending. Um. So later during his like confession, when he confesses to these things, he said that he soon believed that superstition was an old tale, mm-hmm. and that's why some victims did not have their eyes gouged out. Because he came to realize that that's probably not true. Yeah. So I'm not going to gouge people's eyes out anymore. Mm-hmm. Smart for him. Thinking, thinking through that a little bit. So I have another embarrassing confession for me. Okay. So when I was doing <laughs> research on this, it said old wives tale. Mm-hmm. Like wives. Mm-hmm. As in husbands and wives. Yeah. I thought it was old wives. I thought it was too. No. Apparently it's old <laughs> wives. I thought it was. I get it. Because wives would tell the stories. Old wives tales? Yeah. Like. You think they named it that because, like, women, like wives would, like, get together and tell stories? I don't know. Because that that's all women do is gossip. Probably true. Yeah. Well, they're not going to say old husband's tales. Nah. They just play video games. <laughs> they just play video games. <laughs> Even back then. <laughs> yeah. Back then. They had them video games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I would say wives, too. Yeah, because I was like, wives? Hmm. <laughs> Didn't Don't you that. love when that happens? Like you you've read been saying something, something wrong, yeah. like reflex and reflux. Yeah, yeah that exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that, which I guess shows our education, <laughs> the American education yeah. system. <laughs> um, yeah, I had uh, some other interesting things he did to people. Um, he would eviscerate their stomachs. Oh yeah, I had that. I'm too. I'm assuming by stabbing. I don't know what that means. That means he basically would, like, disembowel them. Yeah, like, cut them open, take yeah. them out. Yeah. Nasty. Sometimes with sticks if he didn't have a Nasty. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> um, 
obviously nasty. He also would chew off their noses. I did not have that. Like, not all of them, I'm assuming, but chew off their noses. <laughs> like, I'm laughing, but that's disgusting. I just can't imagine. Chew off, chew off yeah. noses. I, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Um, and then cut off their tongues and genitals. I did not have that. Yeah. Um, I knew the genitals more, so I saw that on multiple pages, like biography, I'm pretty sure, and, um, the true, or the Criminal Minds website, but, yeah, the genitals he would cut off, and their tongues. And, I mean, if we, everything that we've talked about, those are the two things that would make sense for him to cut off. Which sounds messed up, but... People would tease him, you know, talk to, talk oh, to him. that's a good point. Tongues. And he wasn't able to basically have sex much, so he cut off their genitals, so. Nice connection. Thank dog. you. Thank you. Nice. But the noses, I don't know. The noses, I don't get. <laughs> Maybe because they were nosy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a stretch. Yeah, but no, yeah, it's just nasty, which is why I think he would, he has, like, the cannibalism label for mm-hmm. that. I don't ever have that he, like, you know, would take them back and cook them or anything. But yeah, I don't just, have that either. He would just bite their nipples, bite their nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, he bit a nipple off a young female and swallowed it. And I put, I'm nauseous writing that. Yeah, okay. It's nasty. There's the cannibalistic part of it. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's nasty. Um, And he would sometimes drink their blood. No, no reason why, though. Oh, I don't have any of that. Um, but apparently, so these killings were happening, obviously, through, what's, what was the first year that he started? Again, 1981. 1981 to 19... Well, his first victim was 1978, but remember, he laid low. Yeah, that's what I mean. So after he laid low, it was 1981. 1981, yep. So from 1981 to the 90s, he was committing these murders, and um, people, you know, didn't think much about serial killers back then. Um, which, it was not even that long ago, but especially no. in that time in Russia, they weren't thinking about it, and... I think they were also trying to rebuild after the war. Yeah, and they just, like... And I read that the government didn't want people to know about them. Like, they yeah. didn't want people to, like, worry, so they Yeah, like, it wasn't in the media. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they, like, the government controlled every... Just like we talked about the the farms, like, they controlled mm-hmm. everything, so... They controlled the media. There's no, like, freedom of speech or anything like that. So, um, people thought that the killings were from a werewolf. Can I embarrass you? Yeah. You spelled werewolf <laughs> wrong? I, I realized that as soon as you said I'm going to embarrass you. I said, she spelled werewolf W-E-A-R <laughs> instead of W-A-R-E. I was tired. I did this research, the rest of my research last night at, like, 1 in the morning. It's, we promised we're in grad school. <laughs> yeah. I procrastinate even in school. But, um. Why oh, do not? I feel like the website might have spelled it like, <laughs> I don't know, I'll look, um, but yeah, they thought it was a werewolf. <laughs> I just wanted to embarrass you. I'm a terrible speller, though. I can I cannot do a spelling bee for my life. I am terrible. And I have to write it out if I'm thinking through it. I can't just spell. Like, when someone's like, oh, this is how you spell it, and they'll spell something, I'm like, no. It's one, one letter at a time. Like, I have to write it down. I don't know what that says about me, but... Um, so, the murders were finally publicized in 1984, um, in which he had already killed 30 people. So, that was when, you know, finally the public was aware that there's a serial killer on the loose. For murder-wise, I just have the trial and when he started getting arrested. So, 
Let's talk about the connection between sex and violence. Yes. Sound good? Obviously, there is a connection. So, again, this is from my textbook. <laughs> Holmes and Holmes. H.H. Oh, Holmes. Author. So the author's going to listen. I feel like I'm not H.H. Yeah. Holmes. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know who H.H. H. Holmes is, you'll find out eventually if you keep listening to the podcast. He's a good one. He is a good one. Um, Kara married him in MASH. I did. <laughs> Murder mansion. <laughs> that was my bachelor party. We played MASH and Kara got to marry H.H. Holmes. Who did I marry? Callie married the, the person that she walked down the aisle with at your wedding. Callie married Matt. I'm spilling the tea. <laughs> Ooh, <you spilled laughs> Neither of them tea. will listen, but Callie, if you're listening, Matt will never Callie listen. Callie won't listen to this? Well, Callie might. Callie, what kind of friend are you? <laughs> listen to this podcast. She might, but she's not into true crime that much. But it doesn't matter. She should still support you. Matt definitely will not. Matt, support Khalid. Your... I married Khalid. Khalid. No, oh, I thought yeah. you married DJ Khaled. Oh. No? I it was one you... of them. The names are very similar. I thought you married DJ Khaled. Maybe I, I did marry DJ Khaled. Khalid, though, I love you. DJ Khaled, if you listen into this, another one. <laughs> DJ, DJ Khaled, I love you too, but I, lo- I actually, another Khalid, one. Was, Khalid was my number one artist on Spotify. <laughs> All right, continue with your, sorry, your, uh, my profiling. Homes and Homes. Okay. So, he is considered a hedonistic serial killer, also known as a lust or thrill killer. Hmm. So, these types of killers make connections with personal violence and sexual gratification. So, the perpetrator comes to realize that he can reach sexual gratification through homicide, which makes it an erotic experience for them. Mm -hmm. So... After his first murder, Chikatilo realized that he can essentially be turned on and reach an orgasm after killing somebody. Mm. Yeah. So these killers also dismember the body, mutilate, and sometimes engage in necrophilia. Mm-hmm. So, But it's interesting. Like, he wasn't able to sustain an erection. So was he able to when there's a dead body? Or? I don't know. But he was able to reach orgasm. Yeah. 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 So... I also have that he can also be considered a geographically stable and geographical transient killer. Mm-hmm. So stable, geographically stable killers stay in one place. So mm-hmm. some of his victims lived around the same area he did. Yeah. Um, but he was also a geographically transient killer because one of the jobs that he had, he traveled around for. Mm-hmm. So he oh, was yeah. so he was able to pick up victims mm-hmm. as he was traveling again, at these travel stations, bus stops, mm-hmm. train stops. Yeah, that's more opportunistic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, say. yeah. And so you know he traveled for a time for like I said, one of his jobs, which allowed him to travel and kill. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the transient um, killers will do that purposefully to confuse law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have law enforcement, different um, stations in different jurisdictions. Sometimes they don't want to work together. Yeah. So. Especially back then. Yeah. They didn't even want to admit there was a serial killer on the loose. So it's interesting. So I struggled with talking about the different. So there are different types of child molesters. Mm -hmm. There are different kinds. And I struggled with even putting this in here because he didn't just molest and kill kids. Yeah. And like. Not even a certain age group, like not even like prepubescent or... Correct. Yeah. So I struggled with this one, but I'm going to put it in here anyway because I think it's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So originally I thought, and again, this is... We're not professionals. No. So 
take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> Just for your entertainment purposes. <laughs> so I thought that he was a mysoped. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. M-Y-S-O-P-E-D. Child hmm. molester and killer. Interesting. So these ones are usually male. And there's, again, the connection between sex and violence. Mm-hmm. The child is usually a stranger. So this would be different from a child molester who molests his own kids yeah, or his, his yeah or his stepchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, he abducts them from places where they usually hang out. So again, bus stops and schools. Pain inflicted on the child. And then death. Mm-hmm. And then... Typically, these child molesters are not sexually interested in children. Now, I don't know if that's the case with Chikatilo. I don't Mm -hmm. know if he was actually interested in in children in that way. I don't know. Or if it was just, like, the easiest targets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the interest is also primarily rooted in torturing, mutilating, and humiliating young victims. Mm -hmm. I also thought that he could be a regressed child molester. So these people have low self-esteem, which mm-hmm. he did. He was ridiculed his whole life. Yeah. Um, they're usually involved with adults in normal relationships. So not saying that his marriage is quote-unquote normal, mm-hmm. but he was still married and he still had kids. Yeah. And, and people obviously thought he was normal. Yeah. Like a normal functioning yeah. person in society. Mm-hmm. And these people are more comfortable in the presence of children because they're non-judgmental mm-hmm. usually. That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know which one he was. Yeah. Because it's... A little bit of both. Yeah, it's hard sprinkle because... Sprinkle here, sprinkle there. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> because he wasn't just interested in kids. Yeah. You know, those are both interesting yeah. labels. Yeah. Thank you, no. Holmes and Holmes. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So now we'll get on to the court trial. Yes. Sure. Or like... So before his court trial, he was arrested... Um, in 1984, because he solicited a sex worker, and they did, because he was arrested, I guess they did his blood type to see if they matched any of the killings, Mm -hmm. um, of any of the victims that were his victims, um, and his blood type did not match the semen, but it's because he was a non-secretor, which, if you know, I mean, they use it for a ton of cases, they use, like, secretors and non-secretors, in semen. So, if you're a secretor, your blood type, you can tell what the blood type is from the semen, mm-hmm. I believe is correct. And then... I think the blood type matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you're a non-secretor, it doesn't match. So, correct. they just assumed that because he wasn't the right blood type, it wasn't him mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. Um. So, then weeks after his arrest, he was arrested again from for stealing from his workplace. And he was sentenced to three months in prison. So then, let's jump forward to 1990. So that was 1984. 1990, Chikatilo was stopped and questioned when leaving the area that his final victim was laid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final victim was Svetlana Korsistik. Sorry, that's really mispronounced. But And then days later, she was found. I believe that's a, a female. Um so then he was formally arrested and interrogated after that because he was, se- like, seen leaving the, the spot where the body was laid. Um, so, so, you, so you have that he was officially arrested on November 20th of 90, right? I have the 14th, but okay. close enough. Well, I have, <laughs> I have that he wouldn't officially confess yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and by Russian law, I don't know if this is true currently, mm-hmm. but by Russian law, they can only hold an offender 10 days before they have to release them. Oh, okay. So they were Without in- evidence. Yeah, so they were, like, 
in major crunch time. Yeah. My dog is coming up the stairs, I think. Look at Forrest. He's, like, pissed because he got woken up. <laughs> my cat. So, I have, side note, I have five animals. <laughs> I have two cats, two dogs, and a hedgehog. I love them all dearly. And my two dogs are golden doodles. And they probably are going to come up and bother us. <laughs> it's okay. I love them. Yes. And my cats are just around being being cats and not catching the ladybugs. Or yeah. it's just lazy. But yeah, I have that he didn't, um, yeah, he didn't, like, plead guilty. But I said, like, November 14th or November 1990, he was arrested, but then he confessed over the following week. So I don't know if he was being yeah. brutally so, tortured or... So this is what happened. So they called this in... This is what happened. So, this, so what <laughs> had happened was, so... On his ninth day, so remember, they have to release him after 10. Yes. So on his ninth day, they call in Dr. Bukanovsky, mm. who's a psychiatrist, to interview him. The Boke. <laughs> huh? I was just joking. I don't he know. said Bogusnovsky, but so I said the book. Bukanovsky. I just shortened his name. I gave him a nickname. So they bring in this doctor, <laughs> and... He had, they actually had hired him to, and in the documentary, they say that they adopted American profiling mm. skills. And Way to go, America. Thank you, wrestler, <laughs> for your commitment and service to profiling techniques. The, the world as a whole. Thank you. Um, so, Bukanovsky ends up showing him the psychological profile that he created. Mm-hmm. Which actually turned out to be pretty accurate. Mm. So he confesses to him and to Bolkanovsky. Yeah, and he gives full details about the murders and and um, eventually he leads to police to bodies that weren't even discovered. Mm. So then you know he's not lying, right? So he confessed to fifty six, mm-hmm. but the police were only able to verify fifty three. And they were surprised at the number because they had only heard of 36 victims. Yeah, I had that too, that they were, they just had 36 they, they were going to, like, try him for. Mm-hmm. It was way more, way yep. more. Yep. Um. Yeah, so his case went to trial in 1992. Yeah, so 1992. <laughs> That's okay. So 1992 was his trial, and he, um, so I have just interesting things from the trial. This is a trial. If I could sit in a trial, I think it would be this one. And I might take, you know, I might say that for a lot of trials, but Ficatillo had to sit inside an iron cage while yeah. on the stand to protect him from family members of the victims. Yep. So. Which kind of makes me a little angry. Yeah. Because in my head, of course, I'm like, you know, <laughs> if they want to throw things at him. Yeah. Just, let them. Just kind of let, let them. them. Just kind of let them. Let them release their anger. But yeah, it's like. like why this, should he. Be protected. Be protected when he did all these yeah. horrible things to fifty mm-hmm. some people and kids. I agree. I agree. But I want to see what the iron cage looked like. To be it's honest. in the documentary. It is mm-hmm. okay. So I'll watch it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like it's crazy to me. I've never seen that before. Like let's let's keep protecting the murderers. Yeah. Let's just keep protecting all let's of keep them. Protecting him. But to be fair, he wasn't tried for it yet. So I guess they they had to give him a fair trial. I, I agree. I mean, obviously, we know now he did it, so, yeah. like, he doesn't deserve to be protected, but... I think that's interesting, though, because I've never heard of a defendant being put in a cage. Yeah. And, like, what were, were they throwing things? Were they trying to I heard they were him? throwing things and trying to attack him. That's that's amazing. But, 
So yeah, um, during this, not only that, <laughs> that's not the only reason I was in the trial. Um, this is not the reason I was in the trial. It sounds bad that I say it now. I'm about to say, I'm about to say. But he was very bizarre during the proceedings. Mm-hmm. He pulled down his pants twice. Oh. That sounds weird that I just said that, but no, I don't want to see that, obviously. But uh-huh. um, he pulled down his pants twice, exposed himself, and shouted that he was not a homosexual, claimed to be pregnant and lactating, and alternated between boredom and anger throughout the trial. So I just... Yeah. and That's interesting. I have that, again, this is from the documentary, that mm-hmm. he tried to act insane because he wanted mm-hmm. to get a lesser sentence. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah, it's crazy to think about, but mm-hmm. he seems insane to yeah. me. Not that I want him to get the insanity plea, but he's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, so he denied being guilty of the murders he already pled guilty to in court. And then he, um, after the final verdict that he was guilty, he broke out into song. And I put, what a treat. What a, what a treat. treat that probably was <laughs> to listen to front row while he's in an iron cage. And he was removed from the courtroom. And then, obviously, the defense tried to claim that he was insane. Mm -hmm. But she obviously seems to be insane, but like Kara said, he probably was... There's difference between being found legally insane Mm -hmm. and being psychiatrically insane. Yeah. Like, he obviously had something wrong with his makeup. Like, you know, we talked about his problems growing up. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that he should be killing people. So yeah, he was found guilty of the 52 murders, 21 were males and 31 were females. And then he was executed mm-hmm. on 1994 on Valentine's Day. What a treat. Single gunshot <laughs> to the head. Yes, a single gunshot to the head. His last words, "Don't blow my brains out. The Japanese want to buy them." Famous last words. Andre Chikatilo. Yeah, so he's just He's crazy. There's also, God, I didn't write it down, but he has other quotes like online that he says that are just interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? That I do. Wanna... I do. Of course. So, <laughs> of course. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, we just need to be done. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we mentioned the charges. So he's charged with oh, three yeah. counts of murder and yeah. five charges of sexual assault against minors that he had committed when he was a teacher. Mm-hmm. It was the first major media event of post-Soviet Russia. And, like, when he would be doing those things to try to act insane in court, Mm -hmm. the judge is quoted as saying things to him like, you're not crazy and shut your mouth. Oh. Yeah. Way to go, judge. Judge was not playing. Judge. I didn't put his name down because it was really Russian (laughs) and there was no way. I mean, yeah, that's that's why I'm like, this would have been an interesting trial to be in. Mm Mm-hmm. So he was asked, oh, I'm sorry. So for the first two days of trial, the judge was reading the long list against him, um, Mm -hmm. and he discussed each murder individually. Chikatilo was asked specific questions about the murder, but on April 21st, so this is a week Mm -hmm. after, I couldn't do math for a second, this was a week after the trial started, he refused to answer questions. And in the following weeks, like you said, he withdrew his confessions for six of the killings mm-hmm. and claimed that he had killed four more victims that were not included, which makes mm. no sense to me. Yeah. Um, and on the same day, his lawyer requested another psych evaluation, but the judge denied that request. On July 3rd, that Dr. Bukanovsky, mm-hmm. that psychiatrist, the testif- book, <laughs> the book <laughs> testified about his analysis he did on Chikatilo. 
-hmm. that led to the confession. And four other psychological experts also testified about the psychological profile and determined that his behavior was different during that time that he talked Mm -hmm. to this doctor and how it was different from how he was acting in the courtroom. So they determined that he was trying to act insane in court so he could get a lesser sentence. Yeah. Um, after the closing arguments from both sides, the judge asked Chikatilo if he had anything to say, but he sat there in silence. And then, of course, you already went through everything that the judge found him guilty for. Mm-hmm. The judge had this to say about it. Taking into consideration the horrible misdeeds of which he is guilty, the court has no alternative but to impose the only sentence that he deserves. I therefore sentence him to death. So he filed a Supreme Court appeal, which was rejected. And after that, he filed an appeal for clemency with President Boris Yeltsin, but that was rejected January 4th of 94. So then, February 14th, like you said, of 94, he was taken from his cell on death row to a soundproof room in Novokurovsk, very Russian <laughs> prison, mm-hmm. and executed with a single gunshot behind his right ear, mm-hmm. and that he was buried in an unmarked grave at the prison cemetery. They don't mess around with uh, executions in Russia. They do not mess around. I mean, it's a pretty quick turnaround from he was found guilty in 1992, mm-hmm. the end, almost October, mm-hmm. and he's executed in 94. And he, and he appealed twice. Yeah. And, you know, they were like, okay, yeah, your appeals are over. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. Yeah. And, like, how we say in, like, America, people are on death row forever. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They just get it done in Russia. Yep. Gunshot to the head, not not a bad way to go. Single gunshot to the head. Execution style, just quick. Yeah. Yeah. Good for what he did to those people. Like, he got out the easy way. Got out the easy way. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting case. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you like? Yeah, because I didn't, I hadn't heard about it mm-hmm. before. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. I don't know. I even, like, tried to look up when I was asked by the doc i was with to look him up i looked up i was trying to look up a youtube video that you know is just someone talking about the case Mm -hmm. and there was only one girl i think that i saw doing it that was like i don't remember her name but she was did like she does like the makeup and murder things and like does her makeup and talks about murder so but like people that i love that talk about murder cases like kendall ray on youtube she talks about murder cases she didn't have one about him um and i don't think there's a my favorite murder episode about him i don't think that so. i've not that i know. i mean to. they've got like 260 yeah. some episodes not caught up <laughs> i haven't made it through yet i'm on two i was yeah. listening to 207 on oh. the way here yeah i bounce around like i don't i stopped listening to him in order just because oh i've been i i skip the mini episodes and mm-hmm. the live ones yeah but i, I love so, i just go so straight to the yeah straight to what they i like the about. hometown ones i feel like we'll eventually need to do something like that our episodes are so long, which is fine. Like if that's you know well, yeah, okay with the audience. If you have a long commutes. Yeah. It'll be good. And if you play it, like I listen to things at two times the speed, but you have to build up to it. Like you have to do like one point two and then one point five. You can't just like go right to two. And then it goes in half the time. Like that's what I do for audiobooks at least and podcasts. Mm-hmm. But then your vo- the voices kinda get distorted. Yeah. yeah. That's Andre Chikatilo. That's an interesting, interesting guy. And I was glad that we we did him and learned about him. But Kara's up next week for the pick. I got one. She has I got, one. My pick is in. <laughs> the pick is in. Yeah. 
drafted in the 20s. Twi- <laughs> yeah, but that's why I'm like, we need to also think about like any conspiracies we want to mm-hmm. do. Because now, I mean, it's, we've only, we're only two episodes in, but we keep doing serial killers, which is, or like murderers, yeah. which is fine. Well, you're more, you like conspiracies yeah. more. I do. I do like conspiracies. So. I might leave you to yeah. make the conspiracy. Maybe that, that'll be our fourth. Maybe I'll do a conspiracy. Because I don't know mm-hmm. a lot about conspiracies. Like, mm-hmm. I know about some, but I don't know, yeah. like, nitty-gritty details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys have any conspiracies that you think yep. are really interesting, we can look them up. I mean, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like ones that you don't really... I mean, conspiracies, obviously, don't know. But there's some that you're, like, you can plausibly think that that's like what actually happened right like jfk conspiracies mm-hmm. those kind of things like there's a jfk conspiracy i'm like i'm sure like i'm convinced it's like true really yeah <laughs> well yeah maybe we'll do a conspiracy for episode four yeah but for episode three <laughs> i picked donald harvey or better mm. known as the angel of death mm. he's a good one he's a good one i don't know much about him but i know the name mm-hmm. the angel of death yeah there, I feel like there's an episode of something with him on it. Or that's, like, portrayed. I don't know. It sounds, sounds familiar. Hmm. But that's who I picked. If you have anything we want to talk about, our email is alatemurder at gmail. Dot com. <laughs> okay. I thought that went without. I know. I just. But, okay. Last episode you said it. And I wanted to say that last episode I didn't. <laughs> Okay, at gmail.com. And um, follow us on Instagram at a latte murder. Whoop, whoop. We uh, have been posting um, on our story when we're researching mm-hmm. and when we're recording. So yeah. that's going to be really where you know when we're uploading because yeah. we don't have a set day of the week Not when yet. we're going to upload. So <laughs> Yeah, we also can, once episodes go live, we can post pictures. Mm-hmm. Of, um, you know, the case or something. Yeah. Like how Karen and Georgia do. I know that they do that on their Instagram and they post pictures of, like, mm-hmm. you know, the murderer, the victims, or, you know, just something in the case. So yeah. maybe I could find a picture of that iron cage. He's, or my dog. He is a, uh, he's pretty scary looking in those cages. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. I'm like, he doesn't look normal just looking at him. So, but yeah, I think that would be good. So we can do that. And that's all. I got nothing. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening this week to A Latte Murder. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.